Right, okay. Welcome to Safe House. In the Safe House studio, I have the very talented and springy Summer Salt. Hiya. How are you? I'm very tired. Yeah. But, like, good. There's lots of exciting stuff. I'm doing a lot at the minute, so I'm very... Uh-huh. It's good tiredness, rather than yeah. just, like, doing loads of shit work. Yeah. There's, like, good work, drag stuff, shit uh-huh. work, stuff that I don't really want to do. Yeah. Um... But I've caught you on an off day, or I've caught you in an in-between. I have which a is whole nice. three days in a row off, which I know. doesn't often. I feel like, obviously, little mishap on my part. We were supposed to record this a little time ago. But, yeah, I've managed to sneak into your schedule because you are a very, very busy girl. Before we start, pronouns. What would you like to use? What do you use? Good question. Uh-huh. Um, do you know the answer? I don't really care, No. to be honest. Generally, she, her, in drag, mm-hmm. out of drag, people use whatever. Uh-huh. I don't mind. Lovely. I just like attention, you know? <laughs> um, so I've been letting my guests introduce themselves because I feel like the best way to... You know yourself best. Do so I? I think, like, I'd like to hope so. <laughs> I'd hope so. Um, so why don't you tell the listeners like a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. It can be as short or as long as you like. Um, so I am a drag queen who performs and does gymnastics on stage to crowds of adoring lesbians. I would say that's very accurate. It's more middle-aged women, but I'll take that as well. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot of our audiences are, a lot of our audiences are middle-aged women. Yeah, which we love because, like... They give us what we need. Yeah. They give us everything. Okay, so obviously you're a creative, that's why you're here. Um, no, it's um, creative's a weird label for me because I was always uh-huh. a STEM student and then okay. I went to uni to Manchester in f- for physics uh-huh. and then dropped out eventually. Lockdown sort of fucked up my brain and yeah. then I stopped enjoying it every time I went back after that. Mm-hmm. But I sort of knew that drag was something that I wanted to get into when I moved to Manchester. So it wasn't, Even, was it on the cards beforehand? Or? Yeah, I've technically been doing drag since 2019. Okay. I, and I always was like, I'll sort of do uni first and then I'll put more effort into drag kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know, I wouldn't consider myself to be a, a creative? particularly creative person. See, I, I, I would disagree because to do to do drag, you've got to, you know, pick your outfits. You've got to be able to do makeup. You've got to be able to come up with numbers. You've got to be able... Like, there's so many different aspects How that... How many of those things can I do, though? No, but, you, like, you, you <laughs> do it, su- now, you do it but... successfully. Like, it would be a disservice to yourself to say that you're not creative. Fair. And that is... The reason why you're here is because you're creative. So whether or not you think you are, what matters is that I think you are. <laughs> Objectively, I am, but I feel weird about it. Okay. I no, think. that's fair. Like, it, it's not a label that I would have ever considered mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. That was an answer that I kind of prepared because I have okay. listened to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a standard. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one was coming. Yeah. Maybe I need to get more creative. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that people wouldn't necessarily tie creative people or what, what you do is drag with STEM people. And when you told me that you did physics, I did physics and, and maths at um, A-level. And then I ended up doing, um, I did Spanish as well, so I ended up doing a degree in, in um, Spanish language and translation. I did maths, physics, French yeah, at A-level. exactly. That perfect mix, the perfect mix, don't you think? I didn't want too much STEM. I wanted to keep it a little fruity. Uh-huh, exactly. But it surprised me when you told me, because I, 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 I think I have it in my brain that drag queens are... I don't know, they did, like, English language or or they did, you know, like, performing arts and dancing. But when when I hear that all the drag queens 
have done. They, they don't pursue that pathway. No, they don't. Uh, like the the kind of given is that you haven't been to uni or or you've not like you, you know something. you didn't do anything st- like STEM related as yeah. as you said. What would you say about that? Um, so agreed up mm-hmm. until 2019. Yeah, Kine, who would go on to be on Canada's Drag Race, yep. was at the New Union performing mm-hmm. in Drag the System. And that was sort of, I'd sort of followed Kine online for a while, watching her YouTube as like trying to be better at wig styling. Uh-huh. Didn't quite work, I'm still shit. But I went to watch her perform. Mm-hmm. It was in the days of me being a drunk mess. I went out on my own. I was mm-hmm. meant to be meeting some friends there. Mm-hmm. They kept saying they'd get later and later. I ended up being sat with, I think I was sat with her boyfriend or something. Okay. I don't know. I was drunk. I remember a limited amount. Yep. And I ended up speaking to her and mentioning that I did physics. Mm-hmm. She literally was like, no, drag queens can do like STEM subjects too. Uh-huh. Like, I do maths. Her um, videos are so impressive yeah like i love when I, I remember when i came it was a similar thing to when you told me that you did physics yeah. to when i watched her videos and like i've learned i've learned maths shit off kind watching yeah. like wig styling videos and she'll like just come up with these mathematical equations and it's so impressive and yeah. that's why i think it's so impressive that you have also got that kind of brain as well yeah because you don't expect it from creative people no, that's true. And I am very much have that kind of very mathsy brain. Mm-hmm. And like, I probably might, well, I might end up going back to uni eventually uh-huh. and doing something. I don't think I'd do physics again, mm-hmm. because I think my experience at uni has kind of ruined that for me. But I'd go back probably and do something like computer science, because I enjoy programming that kind of logic puzzle yeah. vibes. So going back to uni is on the cards? Potentially. It depends Uh where my life takes me and where drag takes me, to be honest. Uh I've used all three years of student loans, so we'll see what they do about that, but... Well, that's exactly it, because I've been thinking also about going back and doing something, but I don't know whether there's certain things that I've thought about doing that I couldn't just go and do as a master's. Yeah. I'd have to start again, and it's whether or not I'd be able to kind of fund myself Mm. and be able to do that as well yeah which is difficult it would you'd have to save up enough money to live off and enough money to pay the tuition fees right and potentially still work mm-hmm. while also doing the 40 hours a week studying it's uh-huh. not realistic no but yeah I'd, I'd, I'd go back to uni potentially i find i'm really interested in like history as well okay. and, like specifically queer history uh-huh. really interests me it's it can be difficult to find sort of yep. material especially if you're trying to find like more local stuff yep but i think that's part of why i do lots of day shifts at the union at the minute mm-hmm. and there's a really good crowd of older queer regulars mm-hmm. that i speak a lot to and there's so many like old stories about about that place and just the village in general mm-hmm. that sort of just get passed down yeah. generation to generation. I was going to say passed down orally, but that's something else in the village. <laughs> um, we don't need any more of passing anything around. God, don't. No, not at the minute. <laughs> 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 uh, but that must be so interesting, though, because you don't get that. You wouldn't get that in the club at night on a Saturday, or you wouldn't. You definitely don't get it. I remember when I was trying to do part of my translation degree, I was trying to write a dissertation on queer translation and I found it really difficult I found it really really difficult to find lots of content and there's just it, and it's not for lack of history mm. it's just through like I don't know I don't know what it's through I don't know it's not been written down so it's either been lost or it's still being passed down uh-huh 
through like generation to generation yeah i did a my french you had to do a little project in like french a level uh-huh. like speaking thing and i did mine on the queer community in paris okay and most of the material was obviously like past hundred years but there yeah. were bits and pieces that were older than that uh-huh. there's a story of a french spy that i believe it's someone that disguises as a man Okay. To go abroad and be a spy, mm-hmm. and then comes back and stays living as a man. Okay. Like the, I'm trying to remember the name or any no, details, sorry, and I like cannot. But <laughs> um, do you know what? It'll give me something to do later on. Just try and find it anyway. Yeah. yeah. See that all that stuff is so interesting to me, but you wouldn't get those stories. I mean, w- w- my next question for you is obviously creative stuff. Creative stuff like doing drag takes up a lot of your time. So I was going to ask you what you do like day to day, but this is good question. To you, be honest, you know, I'm... you've got union yeah. that you you work on the bar as well as doing your performing and hosting and promo work. Mm. So when you're not on the bar during the day, hearing all these amazing stories, what do you get up to? And you can say nothing. I am a bit boring. It really eats work and drag. So work eats away at like yeah. all of my, pretty much all of my time. Mm-hmm. And like, because I don't go out much anymore. I literally, the, my days off, I do chores. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I play video games quite a bit, but I go mm-hmm. in and out of like enjoying them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really do much. I'm a bit boring. No, do, do you know what? You say this, but you're not the only person to have that answer because, uh, and and I have said this before as well, it is kind of a trick question because I know how much time it takes up in our lives and it, it kind of, it's more so a question to kind of shed light and put, uh, not put a light, what's the, mm, I'm going into my Spanish brain, um, to shed light on. Fuck, yeah. That I can't. I there was another one that I was going for, but it wasn't that. It's it's more a question to shed light on how dedicated and how much time that we spend yeah. on our like creative ventures and our craft. Like yeah. that's why you may think that you're boring, but it's just because you're putting so much time and energy into what it is that you love. Yeah, that's true. And like I went from being barely, I really was not busy. April, May of this year, I had one gig mm-hmm. each month that was like performance. Mm-hmm. Promo work, you don't tend to, you don't have to put effort in aside from getting ready. Whereas performance, if you're, you've got to come up with something new generally, uh-huh. because so much stuff is themed. Well, some people don't. <laughs> it's me. I'm the person that doesn't. Anyway, anyway. Oh, I mean, I because um, I work well very to the deadline generally uh-huh. and the way that I learned to perform was at the end of the Sunday show when I was on promo they'd do the game where basically the audience called out songs or Ginger mm-hmm. put on whatever she wanted to yeah. and then we'd perform to whatever it was that was so half the time I didn't know the song that yeah. I was doing and I had to make it work mm-hmm. and I took from that being able to vaguely perform to things that I made that I've made tracks the day of really yeah and been learning them in the car on the way to a gig. Dad. Decent amount of spoken word as well. Uh-huh. And it ended up being great. Like, uh-huh. as much as, uh, yeah, I fucked up the words a mm. lot. Because I'm not very good at spoken word lipsing in general, if, even if I've got enough time to do it. I feel like you're one of those performers, though, that doesn't really need to worry about that. Because when you move the way you move, and you know this. I've got a niche. You know this. You have a niche. There's not a lot of people that do what you do. Yeah, I would say no one in the village does what you do, which is a great place to be. Yeah. But you don't need to worry about the words. There are... Because um... <laughs> most of the time we can't see your mouth. Yeah, I think it's... It was when I was first starting to perform, it was very important. It was sort of drilled into me to make sure I wasn't dead in the face. Okay. And I think that 
as much as I don't think I'm necessarily the most in-depth, intricate, like, I don't necessarily show emotion like someone, like, to such detail, mm-hmm. but generally my face is engaged when mm-hmm. I'm performing as well. And I think that makes a big difference because yeah. if you don't either look like you're enjoying what you're doing or like trying to communicate whatever the words of the song are, then there's not so much performance to it, you know? Like the, yeah. the face performance is a huge part, I mm-hmm. think. And I think that as much as yes, I can do a back handspring into the splits. Um, <laughs> I think also like my, what am I trying to say? I you're also that, using your face yeah and you know it's not all about the yeah and i didn't mean that by the way by what i said i didn't mean that although typically your style of performance doesn't require a huge amount of attention to maybe lyrics or maybe it doesn't require too much of like face performance and it doesn't really require too much preparation you still do all those things yeah. which is nice to see you could just there's certain people that not gymnastics but there's certain people that have a talent or have a niche and they will lean on that as much as they can and and it, and it kind of it's a it's a real giveaway I think it, a, a bit of variety generally adds and mm-hmm. so if you can do like sing and be funny or if you can mm-hmm. do high energy and low energy yeah. i think that's why i've really i think d is one of the best performers just in the village you have to say that because she's your mother yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm completely in agreement with you. She's a good person to learn from and learn from yeah. as well. And what's nice is she is kind of, she is, not kind of, she is willing to share that yeah. as well. She, so around the time of The Crown last year was when Dee was, she put together her like 11 and a half minute Adele makes or whatever. Yeah, and we were working on one of my first crown track uh-huh. that I was in the bottom four. But she was saying how you want, like, she sort of said, like, three and a half minutes, mm-hmm. maybe four max. Yeah. And then immediately said, but there are certain circumstances in which you can break the rules, like this 11 and a half minute Adele mix. Yeah. Or whatever. And I think even just, like, I think knowing the rules in order to break them is uh-huh. a good place to start from. It's mm-hmm. always good to get the basics down. And then from there, you can sort of expand yeah your comfort zone i guess and that i think was what the crown was for me last year Mm -hmm. like i did so much that was outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. every single week i did spoken word lip sync i was in the bottom let's talk about it it's it's on my it's on my list of things to talk about anyway so let me just take a quick back step so i remember you definitely 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 did dragtastic we won't dwell on that we won't dwell on that too much (laughs) and i probably will I, i will probably bleep that out did you do the same the same one as me same one as viola one and then 2020 yeah which i think i did the same year as viola she obviously did much much better than i did same Um, am i right in thinking that was the first time you performed in the village dragtastic 2020 yes yeah um and then i'd been out i've been going out for ages uh in the village so that was i did the first heat i think 2020 Uh and it was like the fifth or sixth of january Okay. A few days before Davina DeCampo did a show at Kiki before it shut, may she rest. Yeah. And I went to that in drag. I looked like shit. I <laughs> kind of want to get a photo up just to show What's you. What's changed? <laughs> There's one that... thing. I might have come here looking like shit, but <laughs> I have worked my ass off to make sure that I look at least mediocre. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Oh my lord. Oh lordy lord. I know, right? She's definitely worked on her makeup. Has she? Yeah. Yeah. You can't say you've not. Um, there are worse photos of me in drag. 
My first time in drag was uh, Drag uh, Drag World 2019. Okay. And that was fine because my sister did half of it. But there's a photo Mm. of me from Halloween Saturday with Whiplash. And I... Crunchy, atrocious. No, I would keep that in your... um, I I was going to say keep it in your for you, but just delete that one, babe. No, I find it funny. It humbles me. Um, (laughs) Yes. Okay, so so you've done Dragtastic. That's your first time performing in the village. Mm -hmm. And then how long after that is the crown oh like two and a half years is it yeah are we sure two and a half years dragtastic 2019 2020 even uh-huh 2020 2021 was lockdown year yeah 2022 yeah yeah okay so in between we've got more to talk about then in between so where does union come into this because you were at union when you were doing the crown that's correct at what point do you join the drag queens at union so tell me about that i started going to watch the union shows obviously i said i would watch kind there i went started going there after kiki shut Mm -hmm. and i used to go and watch curiosity at kiki yeah And when Kiki shot, I sort of had a few favourites and one of them was Cherry Valentine and Mm -hmm. she had just started doing the Thursday show, I think, at that point at the New Union Mm -hmm. and the time and stuff worked. So I started going there Mm -hmm. and that was my regular show for a couple of months before lockdown, Mm -hmm. the place where I'd go to watch drag. And that was like Giselle, Saki, Whiplash, I think did. Whiplash did at least one. Mm -hmm. Can't remember. But they also had kind of swear there was some other people from like out of town as well. Mm-hmm. It was just a really, really good show. A really strong cast. Strong cast. Very strong. And yeah, then we went into lockdown. And I mean, we're, we're not going to go into what happened over lockdown. But yeah, once we started opening back up in... I've been there two years, so 2021. Yeah. June time, I started looking for a job just for like... At least for summer and then probably for while I was at uni. Because I decided yeah. I needed more money. Yeah. Because student loan is not enough. No. And then... So I ended up applying to several places along the village that I liked going to before lockdown, which was generally the places where I like the drag queens. Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to start. I feel like if you know you're comfortable in yeah. a venue, you'll be happy working there. I applied to... And, oh dear. Um, yeah. You don't have to do that. You can say, I can bleep it out. It's no. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I applied think... to... So when you say apply, are you, are you for applying for... Uh, right, for the bar. Um, because I applied for... With Holly in during lockdown when they were getting ready to open up again it was me holly and viola applied for the same job yeah and then we got obviously got the job i don't know who didn't get the job but it was the three of us that got hired together big regrets no 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 regrets i mean i'm in the i'm in the village and i i I do drag now so yeah i think it's a part of your journey and there'll always be ups and downs to it i try not Mm. to regret things that i've done too much because yeah that's fair i could get in my head and think about it for years about like mm-hmm. things i could have done with that time instead but yeah. instead it's generally easier to try and focus on the things yeah. that came out of it and you didn't end up there anyway so oh. you ended up at union you got the job yeah so i i went and i handed my cv into both of them and i think maybe one or two other places uh-huh. didn't hear anything back from either Liv grantham who i think i followed on instagram or something posted that the union was looking for staff uh-huh. And so I sent my CV into that email because I'm determined. And um, <laughs> I was going to say desperate, Relentless. but Relentless. Um, yeah, and got a message back and started working on the bar there. Uh-huh. 
And I've been there ever since yeah. on the bar. Uh-huh. Started doing rag. So I'd it happens quickly as well because I remember Jenny worked with us mm. and she was on the bar for ages. Um, I want to say ages. Yeah, she was on the bar for quite a while. And then I remember Dragtastic came around and she was like, I'm going to do it. And then from then onwards, she was basically just part of the, the, drag. the drag queen team. Okay. I feel like it's a really short stepping stone from like being behind the bar, watching the drag queens to joining them. I like don't, a lot of, a not, lot of... It wasn't for me. No. No. So I was... It's a really funny story how I ended up getting the drag job at the union. When I decided to go sober mm-hmm. in like officially... I'd, I'd done stints yeah. sort of in the run up, mm-hmm. but Boxing Day 2021, 20, mm-hmm. I had my last drink of alcohol well proper drink i've had sips here and there obviously yeah but i've never i've not had a full drink no. i've not had a unit worth of alcohol at mm-hmm. a time even one like I'm, I'm very i'm quite strict about that yeah because i was the kind of person that once i had like one drink i was getting shit-faced that night yeah that's fair so yeah december i stopped drinking and i decided like my new year's resolution I, i'm not a huge new year's resolution person mm-hmm. but i think it's any like taking an opportunity to sort of refocus your goals i guess Mm -hmm. and i decided that i wanted to prioritize drag a bit more Mm -hmm. and so uh, this was also i think around the time i was going to drop out of uni Mm -hmm. and so like i was coming to terms with that as well i decided i'd focus on drag a bit more and actually Mm -hmm. like give it a decent go put a bit of effort in so i can't say like i didn't try and improve somewhat i guess Mm -hmm. and i went to a few filthies in drag did slowly start improving and so tonya had started doing the sunday promo Around New Year, I want to say. Yeah. And then she did about a month or two and then got <laughs> um, She might tell you about that if yeah. you have her on. Yeah. But that's not my story to tell. <laughs> um, and then they had a few different people cover. And then in the end, Scott decided to... He got desperate enough to ask me. Oh, um, no. I'm sure that's not true. It kind of is true. Oh, and bless your heart. Scott also sp- said to Athena, Ginger and Dee, we can't have her outside looking like that. Someone sort her out. No and that's how Dee became my drag mother. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of like, it, I mean, like sad, but also... Hilarious. Hilarious and also really nice. Yeah. Because then she's like, right, come here then. I know she's yeah. like that. She, like, messaged me asking me if I was going to Filthy one week. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. don't think I was going, but I could have. And since she messaged asking, I decided I would. Okay. And, yeah, we sat and I think she did... I can't remember if that was the time that she, like, painted me for the first time properly or whether that uh-huh. was sort of... She got ready with me and just told me steps. It's yeah. been, like, ages. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we got That's ready That's a really together. nice story though. Yeah. Like, and I've stuck I, around I didn't realise that as soon as you were a drag queen at Union, Dee had taken you under her wing. Yeah. I thought you, I, I didn't know the timeline, so I thought you'd started working there, gone along a little while, and once you got kind of, you know, once you'd found your feet, mm-hmm. she kind of like adopted you. But she birthed the bitch. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I had technically been doing, like I'd been yeah. doing drag for what? How like two years at that point but can yeah, we really call you, it that union summer is d's daughter from the start absolutely yeah i got some advice from roger after i did dragtastic and i messaged okay. her for advice every once in a while but that's I, brave I, asking roger for advice she offered first <laughs> um <laughs> she's gonna hate me that i said that <laughs> i've been judged by her 
And that's yeah. basically asking for advice. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh-huh. I was going to yeah. be shady, so, then I won't. <laughs> well, there's enough of that in the room from me anyway, so it's fine. Don't you worry. Let, let's talk about the crown then. Okay. So, well, first of all... Should we do the crown first, or should we do what do, happened oh, in between me starting at Union? Okay. I, thought I'd, I thought I'd be able to, like, shift over really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that was a huge moment in my rag. Right, okay. It was a, it was All right, shift. then. Let's do it, then. Unfortunately. Fine. Yeah, well, I'll, like, I'll let you tell the story, then. Do, do mean, you know what? Don't... It comes at a perfect time, because I do like to... I don't ask everyone, everybody, because sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. But I do like to ask what your first impressions of me were. Okay. So, like, not in a vain way, just kind of what your... Because I, I can't even remember the first time we interacted, but no. what, what, were your, what were your first impressions? So I don't remember the first time we interacted. It's not memorable, you see. I knew Viola first. Yeah. I've known I've known Viola since like right after she moved. Viola was quite a online socially present person and she would kind of branch out to she wanted to know everyone. I remember when we first started she wanted to know everyone on the street, so that doesn't surprise me. I wasn't someone on the street at that point, but no? also that wasn't how we met. <laughs> oh well I'll take it back. <laughs> do you want to know how we met? Should we sound say? like I do? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so funny. We on and then oh my god, that is hilarious! Yeah, right after she moved. Sorry, Viola, this COVID. isn't your episode, but you know, we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about here. I think she gave me COVID. I got COVID right after, that so I'm blaming hilarious. her. That is hilarious. I know. Okay, um, go on. Sorry, well, go ahead. Completely... Oh yeah, um, how I met you slash became aware of your existence. Yes, when when did that's the better question? When did you become aware of my existence? You kept, I think, first you kept popping up on my Instagram because you used to do edits of yourself with Pokemon, <laughs> and so I was aware of you from there first. <laughs> that is so funny. I don't think I don't think I've had anybody say that as the first. That is so so, that so funny. Is my first impression. Uh huh. Um, I mean, you're a gamer, so I'm assuming that was something that you enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did good. enjoy. I like that. And then, but like first time we actually met, I, I think we spoke. I was doing promo and we spoke in the street like a week or two before mm. the um the competition. Yeah. But to be honest, I barely no, remember. All... I feel like I had the impression that. So I oh, God. don't remember my own first impression, but I remember what I heard after the fact about the competition okay because obviously i was working at the union at the time yeah and um, i'm getting all the inside scoop here i don't know any of this so everybody listening i'm hearing everything for the first time as well (laughs) i'm not a closed book okay but like it's um i share most things but Mm. i also generally have to ask Uh i don't share it out of nowhere I yeah. Guess. No, no, no. no. Uh, but so I, the impression that I I don't remember like how you were during the actual competition. I mm-hmm. was stressed out my mind the entire time. I was tired and drunk. It went on. It went on so long. Just for the for the, the listeners' benefit, we're referring to the slightly late battle. Yes. Um, the OG. That we that we the first slightly late battle at the new union, and me and Summer were both contestants. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time doing a planned performance at the union. Yeah. I'd done a few like after shows. Like, like I've said, but that that was the first one I actually like planned out, and I wanted to show that I was able to yeah. craft a number together. I guess. Yeah, we did. We did end up having to lip sync against each other. We did. And I remember you hit your head on the. Uh... Oh God. <laughs> the, like, so the, 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 let me just let me just go back. Let me just go back. So the way they did it was there was a top like six or top eight or something like that. 
and we had to run around the room and find envelopes with the title of a song. Yeah, that's how, that, that's, that's how we um, that's how we got assigned to each other. So if you picked an envelope, so we all had to grab the envelopes, run back to the dressing room, so the audience didn't know what was happening. The curtains would shut. We all opened our envelopes, and whoever had the same song, that's who you were assigned to. So I remember looking around the room, and everyone had opened their envelopes, and nobody had my song. And I looked at somewhere, and envelope was shut, and I was like. <laughs> fuck this and people were already swapping numbers and swapping like oh yeah like, people didn't know songs they were swapping stuff about i did i did wait hold on what song did we do toxic okay Spears. i can't have the excuse that i didn't know it because i did know it i was mortified i was absolutely mortified before we even did it and i was like of course my first like performance out of the ring i'm having to battle against somersault in a lip sync i was like this is not what i want to do i love the fact that from that early on i was people found me intimidating because that was not the vibe that i like oh i don't think i gave off that but intimidating th- vibe in my brain but you, you whether or not you think you were intimidating I don't think it, it wasn't necessarily in, intimidation in the sense of like you're a scary person or I didn't want to like kind of you intimidate me mm. in that way more so that it's almost like putting a cat in water mm-hmm. and making it race against a fish oh yeah I don't lip sync and you're a lip sync assassin so it's not like it's <laughs> so I was like I'm intimidated because this is exactly what she does day in, day out. I was like, this is not my shit. Yeah, that's that was how I was, that was my headspace when we went into it. I, I was, um, I mean, I wouldn't say, I was confident enough, uh-huh. but I had literally pulled out all the stops. I did my little mix number for the first time then. And Which that we has, love. I love that one. It's, it is one of my favourites. I've mm. probably performed it among the most out of everything I've ever done. Yeah. And yeah, it's it was kind of made to have enough moments that I could throw pretty much as many tricks as I could do in there. Yeah. So I was kind of aware, like, I'm not a dancer per se. Okay. Like Britney is. And I obviously completely unprepared. And even though I know the song, I don't have any tricks that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. I don't think that mattered though. I really don't think that mattered. Um, because although, and you did mention it earlier i did headbutt one of the monitors on the stage no one noticed yeah it was nobody noticed the video after and what i'm trying to say is although yes people have seen the tricks before they never get unimpressive and <laughs> i remember i'd gone to the front of the stage because i was like if she's going to do all their tricks i'm just going to try and steal i'm just going to stand in the way I was like, I'm just going to stand in the way of it. I'm just going to go at the front of the stage, lip sync the house. And then I remember... If you'd been close to me, I wouldn't have been been able able to to do do half of the... Like, that's the thing. It was the same in The Crown. I shot myself in the foot. If you'd, like, really just stood next to me, that Uh would have limited what I'd done so much because I wouldn't put someone else in danger like that. That's great advice in hindsight somewhere. (laughs) So if you're lip syncing against me, (laughs) just shadow me completely. Yeah, I feel, I remember, I was going to say, I remember I'd gone to the front of the stage and I was lip syncing away and I heard the audience scream and I was like, she's just done a backflip. <laughs> I was like, she's done a backflip, I've lost. And then I was like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. And I was like, I just jumped into a split. I was like, and and <laughs> I don't think it did anything for me. I don't think it like, it would have benefited me in any way, but I was like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. I've already lost this anyway. I'm just going to throw myself about. <laughs> That was kind of my... So there was a lip sync that I did later on in The Crown where I was a 
I had that attitude a little bit. Yeah. Where I just sort of accepted that I was going home that week. Okay. And so I didn't necessarily pull out the, all the stops, but I just had fun with it. Yeah. I think that's what kept me there. They're great moments. Yeah. They're great moments. I think I'd, because that's a great way to, to kind of like explain it. Because I think I'd already come to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to win it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm just going to get, I don't think I, I've not had a feeling like that before or since because I don't fight for my life in drag. Mm, I I'm don't. constantly fighting for my life in yeah, drag. I don't. But I was really, because I just left, I just left the job that I didn't like and has a bad reputation and I thought I had something to prove. Yeah. And I've not been in a situation like that you before. You several. Yeah in that situation and i was like i'm just gonna fucking let's just fucking do it yeah and i will say that if there's anyone i'm gonna lose in a lip sync to i have no shame in losing to you thank you i have no shame in it whatsoever i feel like i've i don't know i don't want to talk my free crown somersault Uh i don't like to talk her up too much because Why? I feel like that was... I mean, I feel like I've grown constantly while I've been doing drag. I try and, mm-hmm. and like, quite rapidly as well. Uh-huh. And which is something I'm very proud of. I feel like I did start like from confidence-wise. Just, like, skills, makeup, performance. Uh-huh. Gymnastics technique is the same mm-hmm. as, like, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I've not improved, really, my gymnastics. Realistically, I'm not that good a gymnast, but it works on stage, so that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, like, I always had that to fall back on. Mm-hmm. I had a good niche that no one else did to fall back on but outside of that was i really put together at all probably not was i the face and the just the movements in between tricks and stuff yeah i feel like i've worked a lot on stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i don't like to talk myself up too much Okay. I mean, just in general, but like, especially about myself back then when I was still very new in the grand uh-huh. scheme of things, because I did have a certain sense of delusional confidence about it. <laughs> and I think in, it probably served me well, but... I think it um, did. I think it did. You just kind of know that you can, you know, go on stage and the audience will just scream. Something to fall back on. A very, uh-huh. like, safe thing to fall back on. Which... But to still keep pushing forward and working on stuff, even though you have a, a very, very strong crutch, mm. is something that not everybody does. So, like, props to you for that. It was El- something Elsa said in The Crown, I think, that sort uh-huh. of really... It didn't... Not me back's the wrong word, but it did make me sort of refocus. On, mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to diversify because yeah. I've always been told that a trick like that can only carry you so far. Yeah. People will get bored of it, mm-hmm. and if you use it at the wrong moments, it doesn't have much of an impact. Yeah. And I think those things are true. Mm-hmm. I expected it to have got boring by now. Unfortunately, that's not because I do not have many other talents. But um, yeah, uh, let's let's dig into the crown a little bit. Okay. So again, oh, wait, for the I audience, never finished, for, sorry. Wait, which? Oh yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. So, yeah, sorry. After the fact, um, explain what. After, just for the for the listeners' perspective, we're going back. Back it's, to the slightly late battle. I've just beaten Poppy in a lip sync. <laughs> Um, what I I don't so, need to hear it so explicitly it makes me sad <laughs> I've just pummeled <laughs> just started laying into her this is no longer a safe house this is nasty house <laughs> unsafe house <laughs> unsafe house no um, yeah I've just beaten you in a lip sync you get off stage so I get told that is it bad? no I don't think so. Just that you were all very... Your whole group. Because I think... Did Viola go out in that round as well? Or did Viola make it to the last? Um, I, unsure. I remember Angel, obviously... Angel won. Angel won. Angel got through. Because you all um, seemed 
depressed, I think. I think I heard that someone had said something along the lines of me working there, so it was biased. Me? Not you, just the group. Really? Like, so me and Viola? I think Ollie there in the in the audience. Oh, so right. Who, but oh, I, I'm unsure. It's stuff that I didn't hear. It's mm. been passed along and half the time it gets, like more and more sort of telephone game. I don't take it personally and like I think that kind of um pushed like instead of there being a bunch of ex queens in the top it was mm. Angel. Yeah. And so the spotlight was on her mm-hmm. fully and so because a lot of it was done audience votes the vote mm-hmm. wasn't split. Yeah. Whereas obviously I was the only new union queen there. Yeah. And it's kind of a home venue thing. So a lot of the crowd, mm-hmm. there was a, like all the Bloom staff were there and they yeah. were all rooting for me. And then union staff who were mm-hmm. also, and like just my sister was there. A few other like yeah. friends and stuff came and watched. To and be so... completely, to be completely honest, because I, because I can't remember what, because it was like two years ago. Oh yeah, it's been ages. I would like to say, to be completely, completely transparent and on recording as well. <laughs> For the record. That I probably could have said that. Oh, that's and right. And probably most likely did say that. People say things in the moment. I've and said shit. I will say as well that regardless of what I thought on the night, it didn't really matter who was in the audience. You beat me in that lip sync. Viola wouldn't have beaten you in the lip sync. And if I'm, I'm trying to get in the headspace of someone who would, who would say... Oh, she only got whatever because of who was there. I don't know if there. it was you or if it was... No, no but like, even I'm trying to get in the headspace of if it was me. I was in, as I explained earlier, just come out of had something to prove. Felt like all I had was this tainted drag career. I must have been, if I had said that, must have been in a headspace where I was but hurt. I get it. I get why you'd say that. I'm really competitive. It sends me a lot more... Like, it's a lot more introspective anxiety nowadays than it... Mm. Whereas it used to project outwards and I'd be Mm -hmm. really, really... I wouldn't be, like, nice to be around, I don't think, in a competition Mm -hmm. setting. But... You were lovely to me. (laughs) By that point, I had mellowed out. Yeah. After I stopped drinking, I think, mostly. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. Because I knew it was uh, my home venue and it was the first competition they'd ever done. Mm -hmm. Like, I had considered i hadn't mentioned it to anyone but i had considered saying that if i got a winning number of votes mm. i considered saying to scott before they announced don't announce me as the winner yeah i don't need to win so what i've been told is that sort of made you all really like root and get behind angel i've kind of brushed i, I don't know i didn't take it no that's really shit I thought so it- i'm i'm sorry if that's i don't i again as i said before i cannot remember what was said but I did think it meant it, that you it, didn't like me it's for got, a while. But it's gotten back to you, so it it needs addressing. So regardless of whether whether I said it or whoever said it or whether it was said at all, it's gotten back to you and it's affected something in your life at some point that you've kind of no, but like it, it it's affected you in our way, however big or small it is. So I just want to tell you now that that wouldn't have mattered, and you you're an incredible performer, and that's why you got where you got. And don't let anything take that away from you because it was as he said it was a big moment for you so like please well, I re- like, I don't let that take like anything away from that support of the room and that felt incredible we're probably just fuming oh abs- like and that's yeah. fine i've not lost that's so sad i hate that i'm so sorry oh no it's fine it's like i think it's a good thing in the long run because it mm-hmm. meant that like that there were me and angel got something ridiculous number of votes compared to everyone else it was mm. us two yeah 
Angel got six more than me. Really? And so if you'd been there in the top and six people had voted for you instead of Angel, things would have swapped round. And so I'm glad that at the end of the day, it meant that Angel won because she deserved that as someone who literally left to do that competition yeah because they weren't letting her perform mm-hmm. and like now she's like my drag sister and yeah like there's so many good things that have come of that and i'm mm-hmm. very i went in wanting to do well mm-hmm. i didn't go into the slightly late battle expecting to win because i wasn't even sure if i'd be allowed to win as someone that worked at that venue that did make me all the more determined for the crown though yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we can talk about the crown. Yeah, we, we, so we are like running over a little bit. I'm but we'll, so sorry. No, 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 don't be daft. It's fine. So I did want to talk about the crown a little bit because I know that it, the way it's formulated is a big kind of like pusher of versatility and growth yes. for drag queens. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to do it. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and how the what did the crown do for you? So I went for season two. Uh-huh. So that this was season one, Octavia one. Uh-huh. I wasn't there at the finale because I was working, but uh-huh. from what I heard, it was deserved. Yeah, um, it was. As someone that was there, you can say. That's another one, though. There's always going to be drama about the winner of a competition. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> like, I managed everyone's to always escape be somehow. And it's everyone's, everyone's always going to have something about to... Taylor Sparks. Yeah, everyone's always going to have something to say about it. Always. Um, and again, I probably said the same thing. I probably, I was probably one of the people talking about Octavia because Viola was in it. I'm just so far behind my my track sisters. Maybe I get nasty. Maybe when I'm around competitions, I get nasty. Oh, I compare. My, I'm terrible for comparing myself to others. Yeah. And in a competition environment, it's so much worse. And if I feel. I had a moment about this today when I was on my hike in the peaks Mm -hmm. and I was like, I get so, I generally keep a good lid on anything, Yeah. but there are times where I come away and I'm like, some of the things I said that were not good, Yeah. but like, I, I'm terrible for comparing myself to others Mm -hmm. and it really bothers me if I see people that I compare myself to and see myself similar to Mm -hmm. getting opportunities that I don't necessarily get. Okay. It's a lot easier for me to not be too... Like, if it's something that I don't think I'd do a good job at, Mm-hmm. at all like I'm or it's not my place to do a gig mm-hmm. then I don't sort of take it personally I guess yeah but you wouldn't like, have those feelings there have been things up in the air at times that or like I've seen things people get offered gigs mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily I don't know I think I would there have been times where I've seen people get offered gigs and I feel sometimes that I would do an equally good if not better job okay. sometimes yeah and that's not something to be bitter about and like okay. I, tr- I try and keep the attitude of it's like in my insecure moments i don't it doesn't affect my feelings towards any people that this happens with yeah and like i keep a good kind of lid on it but yeah it's just like when i get insecure mm-hmm. it, i compare myself to others mm-hmm. and it does turn to jealousy quite a bit but if i i keep the attitude of being a fan of good drag yeah. and being a fan of drag before i'm a drag artist yeah. And so basically it just means that I get to watch that person succeed and do well and do what they do best. And That's a real thing though, um, is like drag envy. Because obviously there's not a huge amount of like jobs and opportunities in the bowl. So when someone else is pulling something out of the bowl that like you wanted wanted or think you could do or think you could do better, it, it is kind of jarring sometimes. Yeah. But 
it's you're very self-aware from how you're like talking about it and how you're navigating your drag career it's it's kind of refreshing to hear that take on it yeah i think it's it's something that keeps me sane yeah because i could let it it stops it from eating away at me and it stops it Mm -hmm. affecting the way that i speak about slash to Mm -hmm. other people which is good yeah. Talking about opportunities, we are running out of time. So I'm we'll so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 don't be daft, don't be daft. I feel like we've talked about some great things, mm. so it just leaves room for, for you to come back. Yeah, we've so, not even so barely covered the crown. No, exactly, don't worry about it. It, it. it does just give me an opportunity to have you back at some point, so don't worry about it. Um, the length and depth of somersault. I know, I know. She's flipping around and her life flips around a lot, so there's lots to talk about. Talking about opportunities, is there anything coming up in the future for you? What's what's next? I don't know if I can, if I'm necessarily allowed to say this yet. You can tell me. I'm covering at Viaduct in the show team. Okay, that's far. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And how, did, how did that come about? They came to watch the the Monday, Pride Monday show mm-hmm. that I was in. And f***ing Precious McMichaels came backstage. Uh-huh. But it's likely that is going to leave Viaduct soon. So they're looking for a replacement early. Okay. Right, okay. Because she might have some exciting things coming up in January, February-ish. <laughs> None of this can go in. No, no, no. no. Somebody else has spoken spoke about it already. Um, um, okay, so that opportunity is coming up which, for you. But yeah, so if I'm covering her for three weeks when she goes to Australia in the yep. Viaduct show team uh-huh. in the start of November, yep. which is exciting, uh-huh. and that would allow me to go f- full time drag if I wanted to. Yeah, but again, might not be. It might have to bleep all of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just something for next podcast if we have to, so no, we exactly. can talk about it by then. Exactly. Um, but yeah, also me and Ramona are doing another Fever. Yeah, the... we've not even talked about Fever either. Oh, God, no. There's so many, I feel like there's so many notches in your, like, oh, there's so many bows in your, what's it called? Strings. There's so many strings in your bow. It's just too much for one, for one hour. I know, I I can really take up a person's day. Uh-huh. Um, so you've got more fever cabaret shows coming up. Yeah, as well. there's. We're looking at doing one down in Manchester. We've uh-huh. got another one in the Kirkgate in Cockermouth, where I'm from. Um, Love that name, Cockermouth. Yeah. Love it. I about think in geography because there's some kind of like floods, floods there. 2009. All the yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I'm not the most famous drag queen from Cockermouth though. Really? Who? TT Bang went to Cockermouth School. Really? Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> shame for you. Um, I mean, I'm second not, most. I'm not Dee's favorite. I'm not the favorite from Cockermouth. Oh God! No, I'm sure, that's not true. Dee doesn't pick favorites. She does, and it's Angel. <laughs> <laughs> she tells you that. Yes. That is so funny. I'm not her favorite, but I'll always be her first. Oh, okay. That's the party line, is it? Yeah. It's your party. And the test subject. Yeah. Oh, the one she did, the accident that she didn't want. Oh, no. I feel like a belly. I've, like, we covered the start of. Yeah. And that's it, like. Kind of the start and then, like, the future, but not the middle bit. Yeah. So we need the filling. You're going to have to come back. Come get filled with me. Indeed. Oh, dear. (laughs) This is the babe station. It's safe house. (laughs) Dear. I could never like have my own podcast because I if it was especially if it was just me just one big tangent it would be one big tangent <laughs> half of it wouldn't be intelligible and none of it would be interesting oh that is not true that is not true five percent of it would be interesting I would say five percent of everything you've said today has been interesting 
No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And much like it's been, no, it's been really fabulous having you on. Five percent um, of my drag when I first started was good, so I've come we're, from there. And we're up to a safe like fifteen, which is <laughs> sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> no, I'm only playing it. Yeah, I'm only playing it. Yeah. No, it's been gorgeous having you on because obviously we don't, we haven't like had the chance to properly get into each other's lives. Yeah. And, like, and speak one to ones. It's been really nice for that as well. From like selfishly, it's been really nice. Yeah, to get no, I've to enjoyed know you it. Well. I like an opportunity to talk about myself. Indeed. Well, um, we'll just say goodbye to the listeners then. Thank you all for listening. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye.